Hi, and welcome to Foundation Forward, a podcast series about generosity, brought to you by the Anglican Foundation of Canada. Foundation Forward invites Canadians to talk about generosity, why it's important, and how they express it. I'm your host, Chris Dawes. In Foundation Forward, we're digging a bit deeper into the idea of generosity, beyond the duty we sometimes think it to be, into the joy and the calling it has become for some remarkable people, like you and me. Thank you for joining us. Foundation Forward was created during the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020 by Canon Judy Royce, the Anglican Foundation's Executive Director. The Anglican Foundation has for more than 60 years provided over $30 million in financial support for church reconstruction and renovation, theological education, and imaginative ministries from coast to coast to coast. During the pandemic, we're continuing to invite donations and continuing our twice-per-year grant cycle in which we accept applications for funding. We encourage you to continue to give as you're able. In honor of October containing Spiritual Care Week, International Hospice and Palliative Care Day, and the Feast of St. Luke, Evangelist and Physician, our third episode features retired chaplain and Anglican priest Douglas Graydon. Douglas's over 30-year ministry in Toronto hospitals and hospices and his coordination of chaplaincy services for the Diocese of Toronto have given him a unique perspective on our topic. Douglas and I spoke in a downtown Toronto church closed, like so many others, by the pandemic. Douglas, thank you so much for joining us today on Foundation Forward. So this church is closed. It has been closed since March, like many others. I uh, wanted to thank you for meeting me here today, and I want us to talk today not just about generosity, but about the idea that maybe like this church, it's locked up within us and it's kind of waiting to be released. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned to me the other day that you have sort of a personal theology of gratitude. Could you tell us about that? I can, Um, but if I can just comment for a moment about the empty church that we're sitting in, Uh, Most of my ministry for the last 30 years has been in chaplaincy, so it's been in very clinical settings. And when experiences and stresses would become more difficult to handle than usual, I would often find a church when they were open and, uh, and empty and would sit in an empty church for a while as a way to ground myself back to my understanding of the ministry that I'm involved in. So I'm, I'm really happy to be here sitting in an empty church because you look around you and, and you see the work of so many people over the years. Um, and that gives me a sense of gratitude. My own personal uh, theology of gratitude is something that evolved later in my ministry. Um, I was always attracted to the idea of chaplaincy when I was young. So uh, through a series of uh, bizarre circumstances in uh, 
my relationship with the Diocese of Toronto, I ended up fulfilling that desire quite early in my ministry. And so uh, spent 25 to 30 years of working in clinical settings. In the early days, uh, I had very much a theology of a proactive ministry of reaching out to the patients and sitting down beside them and providing pastoral care. Uh, that was not overly successful. Um, people experienced me as a bit pushy. And so eventually, uh, my theology then evolved into what is very common in chaplaincy ministries, the ministry of presence. Uh, being invited into a circumstance or situation, uh, listening, being quiet, just being simply present, responding to the questions, concerns that would come in that kind of a quiet uh, witnessing role of ministry. And then towards the end of my, my ministry, because I just recently retired, I found that it was shifting into what I finally identified as a theology of gratitude, that um, the ministry that I was involved in uh, presented me with so many experiences um, that I think fall outside of a normal person's life. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm very steeped in uh, moments of human crises, moments of human healing, uh, moments of human joy, um, finding joy within impossible circumstances. Um, and I began to realize that I became more and more grateful for those experiences because it seemed that when I turned around uh, and focused on my personal life and personal opportunities that were coming along and that kind of stuff, um, I just began to realize that so much of what I was experiencing in my life and how I was looking at it and thinking about it uh, was the direct result of the gratitude that I was experiencing in being part of people's lives for a relatively short time, uh, but an incredibly, generally speaking, an incredibly vulnerable time for them. I learned to enter into a space with the really strong conviction uh, that my job was not to to bring the presence or the comfort of God and faith into a situation, but was to facilitate the people that were in there to either see or experience or understand the God that was already there. Um, so when I started working on that uh, and expressing that, I found that people were uh, hugely responsive and comforted by that kind of approach. I've had another guest recently express to me the Im immense privilege of being with people, that ministry of presence you mentioned, at times that are very difficult. What is it about people who have lost or who have suffered that sometimes triggers generosity? Uh, overwhelmingly, my experience would say that what triggers the generosity is the fact that uh, people have gone through an experience of suffering. They have come through it with a different understanding of who they are, but they've also come through it with 
a genuine appreciation of the generosity of many people who have provided care, who have walked with the person, who have uh, supported and nurtured the person. And quite often uh, people are quite overwhelmed uh, by this generosity because they don't understand why um, other people would care about the well-being of another person. It can trigger a whole change in a person's life uh, and career. It can, out of suffering, can come uh, remarkable testimonies of generosity. A young man is terminally ill and, and uh, dying in hospital, and the communication between him and his family is hugely problematic. They don't know what to say. Um, there's also past conflict that has not yet been resolved. And uh, they spend more time talking over each other than uh, listening. And that whole dynamic uh, exiled the patient from all of the conversation. Um, he was not able to participate at all. So I came up with this really kind of uh, very simple ritual where I got permission to come, spend time with the family, and we would light a candle. And whenever the candle was lit, um, the patient, it was kind of like a talking stick from indigenous communities, the patient had all the opportunity to speak. Nobody else could speak. And this happened several times, but very quickly, uh, the dynamics within the family changed, and they started to listen to him, and they heard from him uh, great statements of love and gratitude for, their, for his family, his love for parents, love for his siblings. The ritual changed, and then finally um, the candle was used as a way of letting each family member speak uninterrupted. The healing was amazing. The ritual was incredibly simple. And so what it, I think what it taught me is that acts of generosity are really, really simple to do. A small gesture, a, a small amount of time, uh, a few dollars here, whatever, out of simple gestures and simple actions, amazingly profound things can happen. That was my conversation with retired chaplain and Anglican priest Douglas Graydon. And you've been listening to Foundation Forward, a podcast series about generosity. Thanks to Douglas, and thanks to you for listening and supporting the Anglican Foundation's vital work across the beautiful country we've been given. Our offices are closed, but you can visit us on the internet at anglicanfoundation.org, where you can get in touch, find out all about our work, and of course, make your donation. You can also email us at foundation at anglicanfoundation.org. Foundation Forward is produced monthly by the Anglican Foundation of Canada, and you can download or listen to its episodes anytime on our website. Or why not subscribe through Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get yours. We'll be back next month. Until then... I'm Chris Dawes. Thanks for listening.